Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Monday, February 26th, 5.26 a.m. Central Time. Grain markets lower again this morning. March corn futures down three and a quarter at 3.96 and a half. March soybeans down two and three quarters at 11.30 and a quarter. March Chicago wheat down 10 and a half at 5.63. March Kansas City wheat down six and three quarters at 5.62. March spring wheat down two at 6.39 and a half. Mackenzie is out today, so we're going old school style. Uh, I'm going to be solo today. We'll see if I'm still any good at this. Let's start off with the funds. Large money managers or the funds are record net short the corn market. CFTC released weekly commitment of traders data on Friday. The futures and options combined version of the report indicates that large money managers held a record net short of 341,000 contracts in the corn market as of last Tuesday. I usually use the futures only version and in the futures only version, they're not record short, but they're very close. So it's just details. But in this futures and options combined version, the funds are record net short. Estimates from the private groups would indicate that the funds sold another 15 to 20,000 contracts after the reporting period last week. So this net short of 341,000 this could very well be 350 or 360 uh, real time, which is a massive, massive, massive net short. I see comments all the time in our YouTube videos and on TikTok and stuff about how everybody's out to get you guys. Everybody's out to get the farmer. The Chicago Board of Trade's out to get you. The USDA is out to get you. The, the funds are out to get you. In this instance, I do believe the funds are out to get you. Um, the funds are sharks and sharks smell blood in the water. And that's why when I pitched this podcast to my good friend, Mr. Wonderful, he said he was out. He said, no one wants to listen about corn prices, you know, every day. So nobody's interested in that. But um, they know that this basis co contract situation is ongoing. And I talked about this in a little bit more detail last week. But look at what the board did Friday. We had big volume in the market. We had futures. Uh, the March contract posted fresh lows. And we also had the spreads post fresh lows. So um, the market, I believe, is is very much punishing those who are holding these March basis contracts. They're making the role very difficult and, and not so palatable, um, selling or pricing the futures below $4, not good. I think the funds are absolutely out to get you here. They know that the farmer in, in a lot of situations is caught in a bad position. Why is that? It goes back to 2023 and the summer of 2023 in particular, when uh, we had a drought in June and into July. And I think the farmer did less forward marketing than he typically would. And uh, we ended up with a record crop, at least according to USDA. I know some of you guys would debate that. So you're stuck in this situation where you've got a record crop that's undersold and uh, funds just, they, they know what's going on. They smell blood in the water and they're absolutely taking advantage. When you look at the uh, combined position, corn, soybeans, wheat, this is the futures only version. It's very close to a, a record position. So there is just absolutely no love for the grain markets here among large money managers. U.S. soybean export sales were absolutely awful last week, uh, 2 million bushels in net. And the big problem here is that we saw unknown destinations cancel 22 million bushels of previous purchases. So that cancellation negated nearly all of the new business. When you look at the export sales situation for beans, um, Brazil is very much uh, becoming the biggest player and, and has been for years, uh, but it's it's getting worse for the United States. Our export sales have pretty much flatlined to even move lower. This, this will be the third year in a row that we see lower export sales out of the United States, whereas Brazil is going to export 100 million tons this year. We're going to be 46 or 47. The, um, the idea here when it comes to demand for soybeans in the United States is that 
you know, eventually we're going to see more domestic crush and we're seeing that we're going to see record crush this year, but that transition is not happening fast enough. We're not seeing a, a quick enough transition to drastically higher crush to offset, to offset what we're losing in exports. So for the moment, um, USDA is projecting that demand for U.S. soybeans exports plus crush is actually going to be lower year over year. And that's just not it's not a good deal when you have um, big crops. You need to see higher year over year demand. I think we're supposed to be off three percent when it comes to total demand. So the soybean export situation, very much problematic. USDA did revise its uh, projection lower recently, and they may need to come down again, which could put more bushels on the balance sheet. If you guys haven't checked out our premium stuff, you absolutely should. Uh, Paul Neifer did a premium video for us on Thursday last week. Transition planning is a super hot topic in farming. He talked about transition planning and life insurance. Life insurance is a tool that can be used in, in the process of transition planning that's worked out really well for a lot of operations. Paul kind of went through some details. He told a couple of stories. I thought this was a very, very useful video. On Friday, Jim Urio was on. We did Macro Friday. Jim's on every other Friday. Could inflation be bearish commodities? There was an argument to be made, and we had a really great question from in, come in from a subscriber. Uh, we talk about interest rates. We talk about big picture macro stuff. We talk about the stock market, um, all those sort of things. If you guys want to see the premium stuff, uh, you should check it out this morning. This is a $50 per month subscription. You can cancel at any time. There's no other fee. There's no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. If you sign up, you'll get our morning email. It goes out every single business day at 5 a.m. Central Time. In that email, you'll see every overnight headline you need to be aware of. Tons of charts and graphics from us. A lot of additional uh, graphics that we don't show here on YouTube. Um, all of my grain marketing recommendations included a lot of commentary. This is the best way to support what we're doing here. Uh, we're independent. We have no sponsors. We have no corporate backing. So the only way that we're able to get up and do the podcast every day is through premium subs. So if you're a premium sub, we absolutely love you to death. If you're not, you should give it a shot here today. Uh, President Biden or the Biden administration is announcing or did announce on Friday 500 new sanctions on Russia. The sanctions will target individuals, the country's financial sector, uh, the defensive industrial base and procurement networks. In addition, there's going to be some new export restrictions that will target 100 entities providing backdoor support for Russia's military effort in Ukraine. Uh, Biden continues to call on Congress for additional Ukrainian funding. All that being said, uh, you would think maybe the wheat market would care about this just a little bit, and it doesn't. This is actually pretty crazy. So combined Russia and Ukraine wheat exports are going to be record high this year, according to USDA uh, estimates. So despite the war, they're still exporting a lot of wheat. Now you look at the Ukraine portion, which is the blue on my chart here, and it's down to 15 million. It had been running like 18 to 21 prior to the invasion. But Russia continues to, to move higher and offset that. So Russia, Ukraine combined, still going to be record wheat exports this year, even though the Ukraine number is down. Uh, Russian exports have not been disrupted at all. They continue to be the global price setter. So that's why these stories just don't move the market. Until there's a, until there's a problem with Russian exports or um, Ukraine exports just completely grind to a halt, the wheat market just doesn't care. There was a fire at an export terminal in Brazil on Friday, I believe, and um, operations were halted for the moment. There was some chatter that maybe this could be friendly to market going home on Friday, but it looks like everything's been resolved. There were 20 vessels that were expected to load soybeans and meal and wheat, and um, they might be closed for a day or two, but it doesn't sound like this is going to be a longstanding issue. A rural Nebraska county is standing in the way of one of the largest proposed CO2 pipelines. Uh, Stanton County, Nebraska, denied a conditional use permit for Summit Carbon Solutions. 
Summit is planning a 2,000-mile pipeline that would transport CO2 from 51 ethanol plants. Stanton County officials are asking for additional information on potential health risks and the possibility of foreign ownership of the project. Summit will now need to reapply for a permit if it still plans to cross through the county. Also last week, the Planning and Zoning Commission in Dakota County, Nebraska, tabled the decision on a conditional use permit application by Summit. Landowners don't like this, and I understand why. Do you want this thing in your backyard? Probably not. There are some safety issues involved here. There's like imminent domain and that sort of thing. Um, when it comes to the pipelines and carbon capture and sequestration, I mean, ultimately, it could be a really good thing for corn prices. Um, SAF could be a really good thing for corn prices, but um, people don't want it in their backyard, and that's absolutely understandable. I don't think I would either. We had a cattle on feed report out on Friday, uh, neutral to maybe slightly bearish the cattle market. Cattle on feed as of February 1st were up slightly compared to year ago levels in line with expectations. Placements in January were reported at 93% of a year ago level. That was uh, surprising that the report or pre-report, they thought we'd be like 88%. We ended up at 93. So maybe a little bit bearish the market. I don't know. It doesn't have to be. It seems like they missed the placements number almost every month. And the outside markets here on Monday, uh, pretty quiet. US dollars off a little bit. Stocks off a little bit. Bonds up a little bit. Crude oil is down 23 cents in the April WTI at 76.26. Have a great day, guys. I'll talk to you Tuesday.